Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing. Find them online at ForbiddenFruitArt.com. They want to let you know that they are kid-friendly. Wait, kid-friendly? Kid-friendly. For tattoos and piercings or just piercings? Just piercings. I don't think they're going to put a face tattoo on your seven-year-old, but they will pierce their ears if you want that. Some tattoo studios don't do that, but they do. So we pierce children's earlobes seven and up so they don't have to go to Claire's. Chrissy is a mom, so she tries her hardest to be as gentle, kind, and patient as possible. It can be scary for kids, but I try to be encouraging without being pushy. We are one of the only shops in town that will offer body piercings to minors. Parents can rest assured knowing their children are in good hands. Beyond minors getting procedure done, we are very kid-friendly in general. Our own kids spend a lot of time here, and it's hard to get them to leave sometimes. If the babysitter falls through at the last minute, no problem. We have plenty of seating, some toys, all the kids' shows, and even a tablet they can use. We provide a safe and clean environment for them to hang out in. So you can bring your kiddo. Learn more at ForbiddenFruitArt.com. Today in the studio, we have Allison Robbins with Aspect 6 Creative. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. No problem. So tell us about Aspect 6. What do you do over there? Google would call us an advertising agency, but we say that we're a neighborhood brand because we believe when you bring the neighborhood back to the brand, you build relationships with people, and that's really about what we do. There are six aspects to what we do, and that's where we came up with the name. Advertising, branding, creative, strategy video production and media placement well those are the six items that we kind of specialize in i did not i've known you for a long time and i did not know that <laughs> about the back story of uh, the name and everything well Excellent. i started my own business in april of 2020 at the beginning of the global pandemic lovely a great time to start yes. right i decided i think covid did one thing for people and it made them kind of reevaluate a lot of things mm-hmm. and i wanted to be in control of my own destiny so I've worked in the industry for 35 years, but always for other great people. I worked for some great people and and had mentors, but I said, you know, it's time for me to do something on my own. And so naming the business was the hardest thing of the whole process. Mm -hmm. It was like a lot of brainstorming. My husband and I sitting on a couch and had 65 names. And then finally, I did a little creative brief, and I have five sisters. There's six girls in my family. And so I sent it out to them. And that's how we came up with it. Actually, my little sister said, well, the name of your company is in the creative brief. I said, what is it? Uh, six Aspects. And I'm like, oh, Aspect Six has a better ring to it. So <laughs> that's how it, I have to give a shout out to my little sister, Stephanie, because she really helped us create the name. <laughs> okay, I like that. Excellent. It did not come with any pay. Uh, she was very sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, you know, when we named Farmhouse, nobody got any pay for that either. Exactly so. right. Exactly right. <laughs> So you have six, five sisters. Six girls in our family, yes. Uh, My dad was one of seven women with my mom in the house, and we had one bathroom. So that was very challenging at time for him. But he was a funeral director, and we lived a 
upstairs in the funeral home because that was kind of like our claim to fame. So you live in that big house. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a funeral home. It's on <laughs> East Main Street. Uh, my dad had Rorden Funeral Home. And so the Rorden girls were kind of famous for living in the big house. But people said, you sleep with dead people. I said, it's not the dead people you have to be afraid of. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, there was a very lot of conversations that happened on the playground about, you know, me living in a funeral home. Well, yeah. Did any? Did you have any ghosty experiences oh or anything? Oh, my gosh. Yes. There was <laughs> many, many. There is a funny one, though. My, you know, Ouija boards at one time were kind of a thing. Oh, so yeah. my cousin and I were, we had a playroom up in the attic because... We, it was a cement, it, you know, we had a parking lot. It didn't right. have a, a yard or anything. So we had a rope swing and a ping pong table and this thing. And I got a Ouija board and my cousin and I were like playing around with it. And some freaky things happened during that time. Yeah. And I had never touched a Ouija board again. And she and I both, you know how it moves and mm-hmm. all this. And we both swore that we weren't moving it. And it was, that's when I thought, okay, this is not the side uh, that I want to experiment with, so we stopped <laughs> we that stopped. immediately. I've never touched one since. Oh my goodness! You played with a Ouija board in the attic of a funeral. Yeah, because there was. <laughs> I always said they were good spirits that floated around in there, but yeah, that was a bad experience for sure. Okay, that's. But so we funny. think about it to this day. I because bet. It's yeah. like no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not, with we're not that. doing that again. No, absolutely no. Well, tell me a little bit about your family. Well, we are from, I wasn't born in Muncie, I was born in Richmond, but we moved here when I was in the first grade, first grade so Muncie really is my home, mm-hmm. and my dad, since he was a business owner here, he was very involved in the community, and it was a 24-7 business, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so uh, we, I started working in the funeral home when I was 11. Oh, so, what'd you do? Well, we had to set up chairs for chapel mm-hmm. uh, when uh, we had funerals and stuff. We'd have to physically set the chairs up. And so my dad would bribe us with pizza to help us help him do stuff and dusting. And I even answered the door, uh, you know, during calling hours and stuff. It was definitely a family affair. Everybody pitched in to help him. Okay. And it taught me a lot um, growing up in that industry about compassion and empathy for people when they're facing something in their darkest times. And my dad was so great about disarming people and making them feel relaxed. And, and I kind of learned that from him, plus a work ethic that was, you know, yeah. a 24-7 business is a lot for anybody. But yeah. he did that for uh, a long time. Okay. All right. So are you married? Kids? All yes. that good stuff? I mean, yes. I know the answer, but we'll, we'll let yes. you tell the answer. Yes. I've been married to my husband for 37 years, Mike, and uh, we have two beautiful boys who are now adults, uh, Chad and, and Craig, and and uh, Craig's married to Audrey, and I have four grandsons, uh, Cole, Camden, Cooper, and Chandler, and they're 13, 11, 7, and 5. Wow. All boys. Keeps you on your toes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we have so much fun. I was just fishing in the pond behind their house with Cooper, the seven-year-old. He was sure he's going to fu- catch a big fish last night. They love to fish. Did he succeed? He did not. (laughs) He had a giant lure. I asked him, I said, have you ever caught a fish on that lure? He said, yes, a big catfish. So we didn't catch one last night, but not for uh, trying very hard. (laughs) Okay, excellent. (laughs) So what do you like to do for fun? You know, one thing working for myself has afforded me some time off when I want it. So Mm -hmm. my husband and I started going to concerts. I love music. That's been a big part of my life. But we started going to um, this little weekend trips and going into Michigan and Ohio and staying. We like to stay at bed and breakfast. So we go to islands, went to Mackinac for the Lilac Festival 
festival this past June, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, we go see, it's funny, because the concerts we go now are a lot of cover bands mm -hmm. of music we grew up with. Okay. Like Prince and Led Zeppelin, Get the Lead Out, mm -hmm. and uh, Bob Seger Tribute Band. And so all of those are really good. We found that we really like tribute bands because they really have captured the music of the original artist. Mm -hmm. And so we do that a lot. And cool. we'll... Uh, go up Shipshawana and Wabash uh, has a lot of music, so it's close by, and we do that a lot on the weekends. Cool. I like that. So how did you get started in the industry? Well, I actually didn't start in this industry. So uh, straight, I was an art kid in high school. Like every art class I could take, that's where I was in the art department. And um, I wanted to find a creative outlet uh, during that time, and I actually got a job in a jewelry store when I was 17 years old. Okay. Became a goldsmith, and then I studied gemology, and by 18, I was managing a retail store and worked there for 10 years and then worked for someone else where I was the advertising director for three other jewelry stores. So I was in the jewelry industry for 18 years before I ever oh. even started advertising, but advertising the jewelry store part uh, was something that I found that I really liked. And so that's how I got into it. And then they needed to produce a television commercial and at the time Rudder Media was in town. And so we contacted them and I loved that creative process of creating the video and doing all the stuff. And I ended up getting hired at Rudder. Mm -hmm. And uh, within the first year became, uh, I started as a key account manager, became a general manager of the office and worked there for 10 years. And that was a national television rep firm. So we sold cable television advertising uh, to local companies here. And we produced the videos and did all that and then aired it on television. Okay. So that's kind of where the, the bug bit me for video production, mm -hmm. which I really love to do. And then a couple other companies were spun off. Then I worked for the same people for like 25 years. And that was a great experience. And then that's what kind of led me to opening my own company, doing the same thing. Excellent. I like that. Yeah. And so I always felt like I needed to produce. I wanted to sell it so I could produce it. Mm -hmm. Because you can tell such a great story through video. And that was, I mean, video now is commonplace and you use it on every medium. But back there in the Stone Age, that was kind <laughs> of Back in novel. the day, that was a novel concept. <laughs> right. Yeah. We didn't all have little, you know, cameras in our pockets exactly. all day, every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd have to, you know, go to what was called the head in at Compass and physically put in these three quarter inch tapes into 27 different channel monitors so the commercials actually ran on TV. So it was really something. Oh, yeah. It's nothing whole, like it is now. Yeah. And even we do have, you know, video cameras in our pockets all day. But like there's something, there's a place for that. But then yes. there's also a place for like producing a very good. Yes video that tells your story and your message and all that good stuff. The great thing is anybody can shoot a video, but it's how you put it together. The editing, I think, is very often kind of left off sometimes. You slap something together, but it's that storytelling piece and how the nuances of the transitions and the music and the highs and the lows and all those little things that people never notice that but end up making a really great piece. Right, and they know it when they see it. They're like, right. oh, <laughs> oh, or whatever. Yeah, so it's been professionally done. Yes. But you can do some great things on your iPhone. Don't get me wrong. That's true, but there's a place for both, both exactly. sides of the right. spectrum. Sure, there sure is. Have you ever run into discrimination uh, because you're a woman? Oh, that's funny. Yes. I mean, I have. 
very early in my career, actually. I was, it seems like I was kind of the Murphy Brown of wherever I was. And that's an old reference that some people won't even know. <laughs> I get it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. But being the only woman in a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. uh, that happened both times. But I was able to navigate that. Um, I never let it um, get me down. Or, and, and I'm a competitive person, too. So it's like, if you tell me I can't do something, oh, I'm yeah. going to go out there and prove to you that I can't. Yeah, you're like, watch it. me. Yeah. yeah, right. So, uh, but yes, I think more so than the discrimination of being a woman, it's more ageism now. It, you know, when a woman hits 50, oh, yeah. they think that she doesn't bring anything to the table. Time to put us out to pasture. Yeah. yeah. And they don't know what you're bringing to the table till you're sitting at someone else's table. Mm-hmm. So I believe a rising tide raises all ships. That is my favorite quote because I think there's enough to go around for everybody. And if you help people get what they want, it comes back to you in some way. So you as a women-owned business, me as a women-owned business, we, we, we can collaborate and help each other. I don't see things as competition necessarily because everybody has their own niche of what they do. Absolutely. Yeah, like because people have been like, well, don't you and Allison kind of do the same thing? And we do some of the same right. things, but we do some other things differently. And the things we do the same, we do them in different ways right. and serve yes. different people. And there's enough room for everybody there to play is. nice in the sandbox together. Exactly. Women need to, to really help each other absolutely uh and sometimes women get a bad rap as being you know catty or territorial and things like that and there are women out there that are like that but the great thing is that i have not really i don't surround myself with people like that so i always say i like people that make deposits in my emotional bank account and not withdraws. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, I just love your spirit and you're hilarious. And I love sitting by you at different, different things. We <laughs> we, we're not allowed to sit together. <laughs> we can't, yeah, anymore. I think we're troublemakers <laughs> and we sit together. And as noted with the last meeting we were in, yeah. but, um, I just think that it's, it's good for everybody to kind of help lift each other up, especially in a community like this, because Muncie's so great. And I really feel like people in this community care. We have a lot of great nonprofits. There's a lot of think places to volunteer. There's a lot of things to do. And so whenever but any whenever anyone tries to bash Muncie, it's like, oh no. Yeah, that's not that, gonna fly. That does not fly with me. Yeah. Because no, they, they need to take their blinders off and look around. Absolutely. Well, speaking of nonprofits, what kind of organizations are you involved in? Gosh, a lot. I mean, what are you not involved in, really? <laughs> well, I but. mean, I really do. There's a, because we have so many choices. Obviously, I was involved with the American Advertising Federation ever since the early '90s, mm-hmm. and that was that took up probably the first part of my career. And I learned a lot about advertising through that organization. In Muncie, we don't have it anymore, but it's still a national org- organization that thrives, and so I still stay involved in that way. But um, Muncie Habitat for Humanity, I sit on the board of directors for that. And I believe uh, safe, affordable housing is something that Muncie needs. And so I really appreciate the things that they do for the community in helping people to purchase a home. First-time homeowners, and they sweat equity into the home. Mm -hmm. The home is not given to them. They have to work for it and and pay a mortgage. And um, that helps lift up neighborhoods. And you can see it all over uh, where they've worked. And so that's been something I've been involved in for many years. Currently, I sit as the president of Madjax, the maker force in mm-hmm. that uh, big giant building on the corner of Madison and Jackson. Do you know that, like, I had office space in that building yes. and did, well, yes, but I did not realize the name came from, 
it's on the corner of Madison and Jackson until literally like two years ago. <laughs> yes. So I was driving down the road and I was like, wait, I am today years old. <laughs> I know. It's funny because the I actually helped name that building because we were brainstorming names at the beginning. I was involved mm-hmm. when it was still called the gearbox and we thought it needs to be called something else. And so when it, and so the during the brainstorm it's on the corner of Madison and Jackson, so why not Mad Jacks? And so if it, if that building ever, or if the company ever moves to somewhere else, I don't know how that'll work out, but I think that <laughs> yeah. building is going to be there for a while. And, it, and so many great things with the design lab and what is now being built, the shipyard, so people can have memberships to uh, use all the equipment in there. And there's going to be some uh, construction trade stuff going in there. There's a lot of great things happening inside that building. So awesome. if you haven't been to Mad Jacks, you need to check Go it out. Go check it out. Yes. I'll be happy to give you a tour. <laughs> Awesome. And I sit on the chamber board with you, obviously, yep. so that's something else that I do now, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're a busy lady. <laughs> I, I stopped doing boards for a while because I kind of needed to, it took away from family time, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm able to manage these to where it's not too bad because, um, you know, my husband, bless his heart, he likes to pick up and go. He's now retired, so he's like, let's go, and he'll he'll plan stuff out. Look at your calendar. What are we going to do? And so the spontaneity of us just picking up and going, we have to be able to do that now. So yeah. I love yeah. it. Well, and there's so many, as you said, there's so many ways to get involved and, you know, organizations to be part of. Like, I think the pandemic has taught us all, like we need to be choosy about what yes. we want to give our time to and devote our energy to and everything. Right. Cause otherwise you just get pulled in a million different directions and yeah. that's not good for anybody. Yeah. Right. But uh, there's so many things that I'm passionate about. I have to, um, I'm kind of a ping pong ball sometimes because I love getting involved in different things. So I have to kind of dial it back sometimes just for my own sanity. Yeah. I, I get you. So what is your favorite band or artist? Oh my gosh. I cannot even begin to answer that question because I have so many. I mean, I am a Prince fan, and that's why I never got to see him live. And the Prince tribute uh, that's out there now, this guy looks like him. He sounds like him, and I was just in awe of that music. So, you know, I I do love, but I love so many different types of music. I I am a big, every genre, you know, from classical to country but I would have a hard time uh, being pressed as to picking one. That's all right. You don't you know, have to pick one. I grew up, you know, on Aerosmith and Journey mm-hmm. and Bon Jovi and all of those, which I do love. Uh, Boss Gags. And I love Carly Simon is probably one of my uh, big uh, female artists. Joni Mitchell, Sade, Shaka Khan. I mean, right. I, I those can, are all good. Yeah. How go can you pick? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I am a night owl. I I don't like to get up early. I do because I have to sometimes, but about 7 o'clock is my wake-up time, mm-hmm. 7.30. Uh, but I can stay up till midnight, 1, 2 o'clock. Yeah. Doing I, stuff. I, I feel you. I'm the same <laughs> way. And Matt's like, wakes up early in the morning and ready to go and have bright and bushy-tailed and so happy about life. And I'm like, please don't talk to me. <laughs> I need like, coffee first. <laughs> I need lots of coffee and quiet for a minute before you start talking to me. I know. Me. When he's up at a sunrise shot, I know how that is because he gets these beautiful pictures. And that is the, you know, the the beautiful time of day. But I don't see it that often. I'm not. No, I'm not either. <laughs> nope. He's the morning person in our house. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone famous? Uh, yes. Gosh, I've met. 
race car drivers, 500, uh, Jackie Stewart. I've met Martha Stewart once at a conference. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And um, different famous people at AAF conferences, all whose names escape me now. But I have, I've never had like a real fan moment, though, of anyone that I thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting this person. Okay, cool. What's your guilty pleasure? Reality TV. <laughs> mindless drivel. That, I, you know, I, when I, I kind of, that's how I kind of, you know, relax and just. Sometimes you have to like shut your brain off. Yeah, shut it <laughs> off. And I want to, you know, I do like to expand my brain with, you know, great things. But sometimes it's just, I want to watch just stuff that, that I don't need to think about. Yeah. It. Do you have a favorite reality TV show? Well, I hate to say it, but The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I do watch that <laughs> because it's like a train wreck. You can't stop but watch it. Um, but, you know, Big Brother, stuff like The Challenge, um, Ninja Warrior, those types of things. I like all different types. Nice. I like it, too. That's cool. your hidden talent, something you're good at that people might not know. I play the kazoo. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a professional kazoo player. Uh, it is a thing. Uh, most people don't, you know, when I don't <laughs> sing happy birthday to someone, it has to be on the kazoo. And if they don't get the kazoo on their happy birthday, they feel slighted. <laughs> That's kind of a thing. So a friend of mine, I missed her birthday uh, recently with the kazoo, and she called me out on it. So, uh, yes, I do play the kazoo. Excellent. What's your most used emoji on your phone? The cry, laughy face. Okay. <laughs> laughing till I'm crying <laughs> because I humor you have to laugh at stuff because things goodness gracious we have so many things in our life that are get us down or is a challenge or whatever and sometimes you just have to laugh because it's so crazy and so I, I, laughter is the best medicine I think excellent what's something that's on your bucket list travel is on my bucket list uh, so places that I want to go like I've jumped out of an airplane. I have, you know, done some things like that. I've, I went on a hot air balloon ride. So I've done some of those challenging things. But I want to go to Nova Scotia. That's someplace I've always wanted to go. Okay. I want to see Niagara Falls from the, uh, the Canadian side. Mm -hmm. So that's on our list. I want to go to back to Yellowstone. I want to go to the mountains. I'm blessed to have a couple girlfriend groups that we travel with. And there's one that's called the Sedona 7 because we keep going back to Sedona, Arizona, because <laughs> it's so cool. So yeah. that's one of my favorite places to visit, because that place is just awesome. So we've had several trips there, so we named our group the Sedona 7. I like that. Yeah. I like the alliteration. Yes. What's something you had wished you had known when you were first starting out? Oh, my gosh. That it's not as hard as you think. People tend to make it hard. And if you give people what they want, and you really listen to people and – you help them because that's really what I do. Uh, I help them with their businesses, but you really need to dig deeper uh, into what, why, what motivates them into why they do what they do to help tell that story. And sometimes um, I'm not an overthinker, but I am a strategic thinker. And so sometimes you got to flip the switch and go. And some people will sit and worry and just like, uh, I don't know what decision to make. Uh, I'm, you know, but if, if, if you're um, engaging someone to help you and you believe that they know what they're doing, let them help you mm -hmm. and don't overthink it. Yeah. So and eventually, sometimes you just have to make a decision. Right. And you <laughs> may take a risk. You got to take a risk. And sometimes it works out. You might have to make adjustments, but you would never know if you don't ever do it. Mm -hmm. So if you sit in this middle place, you're never going to go anywhere, but you got to go to one extreme or the other. Okay. What does success mean to you? 
That that's a great question, but that's very hard for me to answer because I don't measure success by money in the bank or how successful my business is doing. I measure success by when my clients succeed. And that may sound cliche, but it's really true because I don't do this for the money. Uh, I do it because I love it and I love being around people and I get my energy from helping people. And so when I see somebody succeed, that is, that brings me great joy. Excellent. What do you want to be remembered for? As being the life of the party. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I think that's a great. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I work around a lot of introverts sometimes and I have for a long time. And so when I come in, it's just like, you know, I'm out there sometimes, but I think you got to have fun in your life and I want to have fun and I'm not done having fun yet. And when it's not fun, then you're going to stop it and do something else. But I love, I love a good party. Excellent. Being around friends and just having a good time. All right. You know, I was just so happy that you invited me to do this (laughs) because I have always wanted to, I listen to podcasts and I know what goes into the work behind this. And I think it's great that you do this. And so I'm just happy to be here and thank you for inviting oh, me. Oh, no problem. Well, you've been on my list forever. I've got a list like 300 people long. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> so, sure you do. It'd be hard to choose. Well, people have asked, well, have you, do you run out of people? I'm like, no, there's so many excellent, awesome people in our community to talk to. So, right. Yeah, yeah. It's just the time. If you did this full time, it'd be different, right? Oh, well, yeah. But, but you're doing like 12 other things. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Keep doing what you're doing. It's great. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. So after a long weekend of gigs, meaning I had a a wedding, of course, and you had a wedding I had a wedding, too. I was bartending a wedding. So we were busy on Saturday, but Sunday we usually, you know, chill out, take the day off, try not to do anything. We try to reserve for, like, family time, you know, spending time with our, like, actual family and children. So late in the afternoon, I was like, you know what? Man, we should go to Maid Rights. It was a nice day, like a beautiful afternoon, a perfect night for a drive. So yes, we drive over to Maid Rights, which is in Greenville, Ohio, which first time you said, let's go there when we were first dating, I was like, wait, you're going to take me to Ohio? Yeah. Across state lines, but literally it's 20 minutes from our house. (laughs) So it's not that far. It's not that far. (laughs) It just sounds further than it really is. So we drive there, we go there. We're all a little grumpy and hangry on the way there because some of our children had decided not to eat at all that day. And so by seven o'clock at night, they were ready to like gnaw everybody's arms off. But that's beside the point. So we get there. And of course, in Ohio, they have different child labor laws or something like that. But anyway, they were they were going to close at eight. Yes. And we then- got there at seven. We got there. At 7.06. And the dining room was closed. And the dining closed. room was closed. So we had and, to go around. Yes. And if you know anything about Greenville, you have to go around the gr- roundabout to get back in line for maid rights to uh, get your yummy loose meat sandwiches. Yes. So They get, are not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> if they want to sponsor, that'd be great. We'll hit us up, maid rights. But I also want to note that we would have been there before the, the dining room closed, and we could have ordered our food inside, then taken it outside to eat on the picnic tables, which was our plan, except for one of our children, I will not name names, took forever to get ready. (laughs) And uh, even though we yelled at him several times to get out of the house, he didn't. So if he would have been ready on time, we would have made it into the dining room on time. 
that's besides the point. That's not the point of the story. Yeah, this story <laughs> is about what happened after yes. Made Rights. We so, ate our Made Rights. We even stopped at McDonald's, who has a running ice cream machine. We we all got treats. <laughs> we all got ice cream. We come home. We had a lovely time in the car. Like, because, you know, when you have kids, sometimes, like, sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days. And, of course, it's a it's a closed-in area. Like, you can't walk away or anything like that. So right. But this one was a good time. We were joking and telling stories oh, yeah. and laughing. Like, both of the children were happy. Both of the parents were happy. Like, this never happens. It was great. And it was a beautiful night, and it was just lovely. So we had a lovely time coming home. So and we park, get out of the car. Yes. We've got some extra made rights we, that we're... we got some we're, made rights to put over. in the fridge, which I'm sure we won't be able to eat because the 19-year-old's going to get to them before us, but that's fine. So... I uh, get to the door. I'm trying to unlock the door. You don't have the right keys to unlock the door, so you're just in there farting around with the door trying to get it to work. Audia, the girl, the nine-year-old, she had taken her tablet and charger in the car, so she was grabbing her t- charger. I am like, hey, that's not your charger. That's my charger. And she's like, no, Mom, you have the pink cord. I have the white cord. I'm taking my white cord. And I'm like, no, <laughs> mine is the white cord. Why would I have a pink cord? Get, leave it in the car and take your own pink cord. And she's like, Mom. Okay. And so then things just escalate. You know how things are like, you take it to a two. And the next person takes it to a five. And then me, I took it to like an 11. Yes. She doubled down. <laughs> I this doubled, is my charger. This, this is, is my, my charger. Cord. This is my cord. And Why course, would I have it? Blah, 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 blah. I am at the door and trying to get in. I don't have the right keys. I'm getting frustrated. And then I hear this fight outside. <laughs> Audia starts crying. These two about a charging cord. <laughs> Audia starts crying. I double down and I'm like, uh, now and I'm at like a 15. <laughs> <laughs> like, the white cord is my cord. Leave it in the car. You take the pink one inside. And she's like, Mom, I know what charger I have. It's the white one. It's my favorite charger. Who has a favorite charger? I don't know. But it's my favorite charger. I can't believe it. And anyway, she's stomping around. She goes to the front door because she's just so mad at me. She can't even see me or look at me anymore. I go in the back room while yes. you're still messing with the door. Now I get it open and I turn to you and I say, hey. Dear. <laughs> I want you to know the pink cord is always in your car. And she was like. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? So Adia comes in the house and I'm like, so <laughs> I stand corrected. Your cord is the white one. Mine is the pink one. I'm sorry. I tried to give her a hug and she just like. She brushed you she off. She elbow checked me. And was <laughs> like, get off of me. And so she went outside, changed her cord. And she came back inside and I'm like, seriously, I am. I am very sorry. I sh- one I shouldn't have doubled down that hard and took take it to like fifteen, and you were right and I was wrong and I apologize. And she is like, "Mom, I just don't understand why you could possibly think you had the white cord. It's been mine the whole time." I'm like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." Anyway, this is a story of how I totally didn't pay attention to the cord that has been in my car from the beginning since the beginning. Like it was in your other car. Yeah, it's been in my in the car <laughs> I drive probably for years. I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Like, I'm not always the most observant person in the world. Um, so, yeah, and I had to apologize to my kid, which I think is a good thing to do because sometimes parents make mistakes. And I, she'll probably remember. This, I think, is going to be a core memory that she's going to remember when she's older. I think it will be a cord memory. <laughs> Go away.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We're brought to you today by our sponsor, Forbidden Fruit Tattoo and Piercing, on McAlliard in Muncie. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone, gone Boss. boss.